sister. Hello, sister. Welcome back to A Blade I Think of Rosewood. I'm Haley. I'm Morgan. And this this week we're talking about funerals. Really fun stuff. Yes. Well, I mean, put well, a little liars, little liars does it? Yeah. It's so fucking fun. But, but before we get into that, small talk. It's so cold here. Yeah. New York is so cold. It's actually not as cold as many other places in the country right now. I know. But they don't have to walk everywhere. It's true. So true. they can suck it up. <laughs> yeah, they can suck it up from the comfort of their, like, heated seats in their car. Yeah. Fuck You're off. Right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, no, it's very cold. <laughs> Was that the only small talk you had? I, it seems to be the only small talk anyone's having right now. Oh, okay. It's just, oh, it's I just, cold. As we were walking back here, I thought... You had oh, something my, to talk about. It was, it was just it's, it's about the episode. It just felt like we were oh, doing non-episode small talk. You're right. It was more something to say to you about the episode. Okay. This, this is riveting small talk. We should be in radio. God, can you imagine <laughs> the pressure? Ugh, uh-uh. That no. made me feel ill. Yes, yeah, I don't there. like that I at don't all. like the idea of that at all. It's actually horrifying. To no. think that there are people who are comfortable doing that is actually makes me feel unsafe. And they, and they live among us. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me feel unsafe. I don't like it. <laughs> Anyways, after that riveting small talk, should we just jump into the episode? Yes. I don't have anything else to say. Funerals. Till the casket drops. Obviously, this is a reference. If you've listened to our music episode, you know ZZ Ward. Classic. Industry Industry plant. Uh, question mark? Question mark. Uh, I mean, not even really question mark. They, it was a pretty, pretty oh, yeah, you're obvious right. I forgot plant. about that. Uh, they used her in, like, promotional materials. They made an Ezria fan and her, edit and her, to one of her songs. And an her official. father. She's, like, a Nepo baby. Yeah, she's also a Nepo baby, yeah. Um, but Till the Casket Drops was a song used for, I want to say, it was maybe this season five promo. Or, maybe, no, season three promos. I yeah, think. that feels right. Yeah. From, like, a spiritual sense, like... That feels like that's where we yeah. were with Pretty Little Liars yeah. for season three. Totally. And we I, were getting comfortable. We were getting budgets. We were having fun. Yes. Like we, season three we were out really of the woods. It starts to come into its own. Yeah. And it's like, because I also think season three is also when you're like, oh no, like we're, we're probably going to get like to end this like the way that we want to. Right. Like they were very successful at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, they really started to come into their own in season three. Yeah. And I think got they. I think they also had more freedom. It seems like to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. Well, and also like seasons one and two, except for break up Ezria because they no, were they were not, not allowed, allowed to do to that. Do that. <laughs> um. But also like seasons one and two followed loose more loosely. I mean, th- like the books. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously there was like a taken, to- but like. Motive with season three, yeah. yeah. With season three, it's like now we're really doing our own thing. Yeah, and that thing was ZZ Ward. ZZ Ward till the casket drops. That was their thing. So, um, yeah. So today we're talking about the funerals in Pretty Little Liars. Haley, I hope that you're ready for a pretty deep dissection of camera angles. I. I am ready because I also took note of those stars. <laughs> I have a thesis wow. uh, to make about some camera angles at Charlotte's funeral. <laughs> so do I. That's we exactly. probably noticed the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but okay, so we're talking about 
six funerals, which at first glance you're thinking there must be more than six funerals in Pretty Little Liars. And, but also that's like about a funeral a season. Mm-hmm. And there are more dead people than there are. Yeah, funerals. we don't see everyone's funeral. Yeah. So today we're covering Allison's, Ian's, Wilden's, Jessica's, Mona's, and Charlotte's funerals. Also, Aria's. Just a little bit. Right, right, just a little. Just a little. And we'll also briefly touch on Allison's reinterment. Yes. Or should we say Bethany's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, to start, we're going to do these chronologically. Um, and I, you know took the liberty of writing obituaries for every single one of these people. Oh, that... wow. <laughs> Haley, this is a great surprise. <laughs> you, were, you asked if I was excited for this surprise. That's uh, that initiative. Thank you. I, this is definitely going to come up in your end of year performance review. This Thank kind you. of initiative is. Thank you. This is promotion material. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyways, I, this required quite a bit of research i mean some details cannot be found like days of death yeah um but some can and i found them uh so we'll start with allison so we'll start with allison allison lauren de laurentis 16 of rosewood pennsylvania passed away on september 1st 2009 after being buried alive by her mother following blunt force trauma inflicted by her adopted sister she did not know existed most of these, I should caveat, author's note, um, most of these I tried to write from the perspective of, like, what we knew at the time, but I also did insert some. Yeah. Oh, some. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I took some artistic license. Yeah. And, of course, it's assuming that Allie's actually dead. Obviously, we know she's right. not. Yeah. So, uh, Allison was born on June 6, 1994, to Kenneth and Jessica DeLaurentis in Georgia. Author's note. The fandom wiki says that she was born in Rosewood, Pennsylvania, and that is not correct That's based incorrect. on the Hastings uh De Laurentiis timeline. Yeah, that sounds like something somebody assumed. Yeah. Uh back I'll try not to do so many authors notes going forward. Mid obituary <laughs> caveats. Back to the obit. Allison was set to start her sophomore year at Rosewood High School when she was killed after a night wherein she met with and threatened everyone she'd ever known. She is survived by her mother, father, and older brother Jason. Before her untimely passing, Allison's hobbies included fashion, playing the piano, and being the center of attention. She also showed a special interest for manipulation and keeping secrets. Services will be held at Rosewood Church. The family requests flowers be sent to Karen and Son's funeral home. Rosewood Police Department will be present to question mourners following the service. I love that. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. So now we can talk about Allison's funeral. Um, So yeah, so how do we want to... Allison's funeral. How do we want to talk about this? I, I think there's a couple interesting things that I noticed about who's in attendance. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I want to start. Uh, let's do sort of a play-by-play because that's mm, kind of how I yeah. did my notes. Because great, I do want to break down some, and then we can kind of talk general stuff and like fashion. Great. So, like once we do kind of a play-by-play and you know refresh people's memories of. Okay, you do the play-by-plays what, because yeah. I didn't write my notes like that. Yeah, I was. I was busy writing obituaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, most of my play by plays do start by noting the camera angle. <laughs> Great. I think, Great. I think camera angles are really important at the funeral. Yeah, because they make a meal out of them. They make, yes, such a meal. 
because they that church like you get a 360 degree aerial tour of that church yeah um so we start high and we pan down Mm -hmm. obviously this is a different church this is not the murder church this is a much larger church obviously it's because it's the pilot and they didn't have they weren't on the wb backlot yet however i also like to think it's just that like Obviously, Allie's disappearance and then subsequent body being found and having this funeral was, like, national news. So I like mm-hmm. to think it was just, like, they needed a bigger venue. It was – the attendance was large. Yeah. And there's multiple reporters. So As like, you would expect from the funeral of a dead teenager. Yeah. Who's been missing for a, a year. Like a, a new pretty story. blonde white teenager yeah. that went missing for a year and then body, her body was discovered in her family's backyard. Yeah, yeah. the story's there. It's good. <laughs> yeah. No, there's every nobody report. who got it nobody who got an invite to that funeral is missing that. No. And the uh, attendance is a hundred percent for yeah. that funeral. Um yeah, so it start, so we start kind of like high above the church we pan down we get to this like reporter giving some expositional Mm -hmm. you know classic funeral expositional reporter Mm -hmm. uh giving you know in front of the church emily and spencer run into each other with their parents i like to note i noted that whose parents are in attendance whose parents are in attendance and like the fact that parent attendance at funerals seems to become less mandatory as time (laughs) goes on (laughs) um obviously spencer's parents are different people uh, yeah, but Emily's mom is the same actress. Um, then we cut to Arya and Ezra in the stairwell, and they say Arya. So this was interesting. Like Arya tries to say goodbye to Ezra and is like ready to kind of like cut this off, and then Ezra does the whole like grabbing her and kissing mm-hmm. her thing, and then like Arya kind of walks off. Like it, it, it doesn't. Ha- her body language as she walks away from him down the stairwell is not like a super positive vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like, like you so can tell. Where are again, we like, now? Yeah, and just kind of like, what was that? Like, <laughs> and knowing, of course, that he's like writing a book. Is, yeah. Is... Well, again, can I in- can I interject into your thought yeah. I had into your yeah? Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. So as as it's one relevant, from everyone else's perspective, what the hell is Ezra doing there, Haley? What is what Ezra are you talking ever about? doing at a funeral? Everyone is at this funeral. You're right. But from everyone's perspective, this is a man who never met Allie, started teaching at this, this school, school days, days ago. ago. Yeah. How did he even get the invite is my question. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, it's crazy that he was invited ostensibly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Another note on that kind of like scene. I believe this is when Begin Again by Measure is playing. As they're going into this funeral. Yes. And um, I just want to, like, I, I noticed a parallel. Mm-hmm. And in season five, episode five, yes. Miss Me, when Allie returns to school, yeah. Begin Again by Rachel Platten yeah. is son. Yes. Is playing. Miss Me What did I say? Miss Me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, I did notice. Yeah, isn't the song, that great? I yeah. love that parallel. They're, like, of, they're like, different songs. But yeah. they do have the same title, mm-hmm. which and and I love the parallel of like okay we're beginning again yeah Allie's dead mm-hmm. and then we're beginning again Allie's back Allie is back she's making her triumphant return yeah um yeah no Ezra they, they, there's actually a lot of effort put into explaining at various times why Ezra's at funerals no effort put into this one though but he comes off like a manipulative dick <laughs> to be honest yeah uh. 
she walks off. She enter, She enters. Aria enters the main area of the church. Runs into Mrs. D. At, again, different actress. And you know, uh, Jessica tells her like, "Oh, the girls are all sitting up front. Like that's what you know, Allison would have wanted." Uh, so Aria goes to join them, staring at the casket. Hannah kind of grabs her hand, and they sit down together. Um, and uh, they're sitting in like the front pew. And then at one point, Emily, or at one point, Hannah kind of gives, she goes into her purse and pulls out a flask mm-hmm. to like give to Emily. And Emily's like, no, thanks. I don't. And then Hannah's like, today, I think you do. Yeah. I just want to make note of that for later. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I can't remember if this, cause I wrote down a, a, like a scene, like some dialogue. I don't remember if it happened before or after that, but they're all kind of sitting in this line. And Emily, like, is looking at, there's, like, a lot of, like, shots of Allie's casket, of Allie's, like, yeah. photo. Um, and Emily is, like, poor Allie. And Hannah, can you believe what a scene this is? Mm-hmm. Aria, Allie would have loved it. Spencer, popular in life and in death. <laughs> it's a classic, like, liar's conversation. Yes. Because they're, like, each saying a line as if it's a monologue, but they're all yes they're they're all taking a line from the monologue and i love it nobody's actually talking to one another no really no i also like it because emily is like oh poor Allie," and the other ones are like god this bitch would have loved all the attention (laughs) exactly (laughs) which i think is also just such a perfect like i think emily was often blinded a bit to allison's less favorable qualities yeah that the other girls were not quite as blind to yeah. Um, and then we get like Aria gets a text from her mom and they all get kind of uncomfortable and then Aria's like, Emily aren't Emily and I aren't the only ones that got messages from A, are we? And that's you know, we find we get the moment where they all realize that they're being stalked by the same person. Yeah. Um and then whispers, 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 whispers behind them. And they turn and in walks a blind girl we don't know with some guy. It's Jenna. Rude, first of all. The whispering? Rude. (laughs) Can you imagine? She can hear you guys. Like, we're all whispering as she's blind, not deaf. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because obviously, like, Jenna, like, that's also big news in this town. Mm -hmm. Like, her stepbrother blinded her when he, like, blew up their garage. Yeah. That's big news. And she's not been back Mm -mm. since, basically, as far as anyone knows. So, like, Jenna makes her return at Allie's funeral. Such an iconic move. And it should be noted that the liars are sitting with Allie's family. So, like, Jessica De Laurentiis is sitting next to them. Well, she comes up after Jenna makes her entrance and was like, did you guys see Jenna Marshall is here? I didn't know they were friends. And And then the girls are friends. They weren't. They (laughs) They weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, I don't think that this guy is supposed to be Toby. I think that I had always in my mind thought, like, oh, this is, like, Toby. But then, obviously, we recast him. But it's kind of like a thing when Toby comes back. That's true. Although it would explain the whispering. It would, yeah. <laughs> if she's, like, walking in arm in arm with her the stepbrother who blinded her. her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, rude, rude of everybody in this church to start yeah. whispering about her as she walks in. Uh, and then the pastor comes up and gives his opening line, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Which honestly feels incredibly flippant for the funeral of a teenager. Yeah, that feels... What a dick. Yeah, and that also just feels like this guy put no effort. Yeah. Oh, that is... That, if you had... If you had chat GPT write a eulogy... Yeah, those would be the first lines. Opening lines, yeah. 
Actually, I think Chat, chat GPT could maybe do better. Yeah, it probably would do better. So fun. It, it, yeah. Like, this is the eulogy of your career, dude. Yeah. Put some work in. Yeah. After the funeral. Yes. So we get, basically, we get the beginning of the funeral. Uh, and then funeral's over. The girls exit. They're linked in pairs. They've got, like, their arms linked. Ari and Hannah and Spencer and Emily. Uh, and then Wilden... Uh, oh, and this is when Hands of Time starts playing. You can turn back the hands of time. Yeah. And then Wilden approaches. He says, Emily, Spencer, Aria, and Hannah. What a strange order to say those names in. I'm glad that you took note of the order. <laughs> That'll come back. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, And... It, obviously he's flexing right that like mm-hmm. i know who all of you are yeah. like kind of wanting to make them feel like what else does he know about us mm-hmm. um he wilden has the great line this is no longer a missing persons investigation it's a murder and rest assured i will find out what happened that summer great line yeah that's such a it's because it's also one of the last thing like this is we're ramping up to the final mm-hmm. ending of the pilot of this show yeah such good like stage setting for the show to like get people interested to come back yeah so good also the whole the the jenna thing is a great way of getting people to come back yeah especially because the second episode is one-two punch with the the pilot and the jenna thing they're yeah great episodes that really set the stakes of like yes and suck you in Mm -hmm. like you it's like quicksand like you are in you're invested because it's also yeah like they they hint at the jenna thing in like the towards the end of the pilot episode and then episode two of the show is titled the jenna thing right perfect and then uh we get our first group a message yeah so i I also want to like wilden is leaning against a tree he's waiting for them no no i mean after they after he leaves them he just goes and leans against a tree and he's watching them but he's also clearly watching everyone else Mm -hmm. at this funeral yeah which given what we know about wilden i like to think that he obviously he's not actually trying to solve this murder i think that he's looking for patsies yeah who seems can i frame like a great person to frame obviously those four (laughs) a plus top top of the pile if that doesn't pan out what is my plan B? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's like, just kind of like watching everything. And this is when the music kind of has started to like ramp up as well. Mm-hmm. The girls huddle together and they're like, do you think he knows about the Jenna thing? Like, how could he? Um, which again, is exactly what he wanted them to think is that like, he knows something. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really. I mean, actually he knows a lot more than they do, but it's not about them so much. <laughs> yeah. His own involvement. Um, and then they get the group A text. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, still here, here bitches. bitches. And I, I know, know everything. Uh Spencer says the I'm still here bitches, and then they all say, and I know everything. A together. Mm-hmm. So good. Really well done. Love when they read an A text out loud together. Uh and then again, classic end of funeral crane shot mm-hmm. of the girls. Um which I think it, it gives this sense of, like, obviously it's meant to give the sense of, like, they're small, right? And, like, they are, it gives a sense that, like, everything's a little bit too big for them. Mm-hmm. Like, they are out of their depth. Yeah. I also think it, like, adds to kind of 
as like we were talking about in the snow globe episode like yes you're getting like a lot of this like you're zooming out from like this really big heavy thing that's happening to this kind of just like very picturesque like mm-hmm. sure it's a funeral you can tell it's a funeral but it like kind yeah. of looks you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. like a there's a picturesque nature to the crane shots as yes. well. Yeah, and it also gives I think a little bit of a sense of surveillance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then cut to the casket. So like right. you see the casket, and then it pans down the casket to the picture of Allie that's like next to the casket where she is looking into your soul. Yeah. And they hold on that for a good while. Actually. Again, we get a lot of shots of that casket in that photo in yeah. this episode. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. And that is Allie's first funeral. Yeah. So next, do we want to just like talk briefly touch on fashion? Yes. So let's talk fashion. I don't have anything crazy to comment on their fashion from this funeral. I think this is like. It looks. I actually. I want to compliment the costume. Yeah. It looks so much like what a teenager would Mm -hmm. wear to a funeral. Yeah. It's really well done. It looks like a teenager was like, I don't really have. Like, try, like, like you get the impression that each of them went to their closet that morning and was like, what do you wear to a funeral? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the vibe that you get as they, like, kind of scrounge their closet. Yeah. For, and then their funeral fashion gets elevated well, by yeah, the next they're one. they're going over to, to a lot of funerals. They, ex- exactly. They've had practice. They've really learned yeah. the art of <laughs> yeah, totally. dressing for a funeral. And they've expanded their funeral wardrobe. Absolutely. I assume they have a part, like, there's, like, a section of their closet that's, like, for funerals. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about Allie we need to talk about? Anything else about Allie? Allie's, oh, Allie's funeral. funeral. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Just, what a great way to end the pilot, I it's, think. I mean, again, it is such a strong, mm-hmm. I think the pilot is so strong. Yeah. Um, um, and I will say, I, I... One of my things that I came away from this rewatch, this mm-hmm. funeral rewatch of Pretty Little Liars with, is that there are pillars. There mm-hmm. are cornerstone funerals to this show. Mm-hmm. This is obviously one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, actually, that I think these cornerstone funerals have in common is that they generally show you the beginning and end of the funeral. Yeah. It's Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas, 25, of Rose, Pennsylvania, passed away soon after season one, episode 22, (laughs) by a gunshot wound in a dilapidated cabin or barn that is definitely not the con cabin redressed to look abandoned. (laughs) In his his death, Mona Vanderwall forged a confession note um, from him admitting to killing Alison DeLaurentis. Ian was born on March 23rd, 1985, to his parents, probably somewhere in the United States. After Ian graduated from Rosewood High School in 2003, he went on to probably study field hockey coaching at probably Hollis. Yeah. After graduating with a degree in field hockey, <laughs> he became <laughs> a sport played by women. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah. He became the field hockey coach at his alma mater, Rosewood High School. In 2010, Ian reunited, reunited with his high school sweetheart, Melissa Hastings. They quickly fell in love and eloped, probably so Ian couldn't be forced to testify against her for the mur- murder of Allison De Laurentiis. At the time of his death, they were expecting a daughter to be named Taylor. Ian had an affinity for field hockey, filmmaking, and teenage girls. Services will be held at the recently remodeled Rosewood Church, followed by a graveside service at Rosewood Cemetery. In lieu of flowers, 
that family request donations be made to a nonprofit for victims of child exploitation, a cause Ian did not feel strongly about. <laughs> Rosewood Police Department will be present in case any teenage girls want to try and cast doubt on Ian's guilt. Now, on to his funeral. Yes. Give us the recap. So, this is Season 2, Episode 5. Obviously, Allison's was the pilot. Yeah. Uh, camera starts high over the studio. Wait, sorry, before, I just want to, like, shout out to the night before Hannah is, like, trying to figure out what to wear. Oh, yeah. And she's like, can I wear this, like, red, like, bandage dress yeah. to her mom? And she's like, you can't wear that to a funeral. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but she wears something essentially that but in black yeah i also um, do want to say like this whole episode is kind of a lot i mean because obviously like everybody now believes ian killed allison so they this whole episode is kind of they talk a lot about the burden that is this funeral yeah like nobody wants to like the hastings don't really want to throw this fun like do this funeral but they they're doing it for melissa um the girls are there just to like support spencer uh so camera starts high over the steeple. It's kind of like we're looking over the steeple's mm -hmm. shoulder. Yeah. Um, and you see like kind of like the hearse or whatever and some people milling about the street. Uh, church the bells, church are, bells ringing. are ringing. Like when Ian was pushed off of the <laughs> bell tower. Uh, cut to Hannah inside saying, who's ringing at this time? <laughs> um, I had forgotten Hannah said that and I like made my note about like, oh, it's ringing like, you know, because yeah. yeah. Hannah, yep, Hannah, Hannah did point that out. Um, the girls are standing and talking in the aisle. I'm not going to go too much into, like, the various things they're talking about, because yeah. we're not talking about plot here. Right. We're talking about funerals. Yep. Um, Spencer walks off, and Emily follows her, basically just trying to get Spencer to, like, get interested in this Logan Reed business. Mm -hmm. um, because Emily's starting Spencer's to piece like, together that, like... Well, like a woman yeah, hired maybe Logan Reed. Ian isn't as involved as we yeah. thought. Yeah, um, because she's also like putting together the suicide note thing. And Spencer's like, hey, shut it down. I can't do this here. I cannot do this here. Uh, and has a great line. Maybe we're obsessed. And maybe that's what A wants. For us to stay obsessed. Keeping us suspended in time. The years are passing us by and we're still rereading old suicide notes and hunting down delivery boys for clues. I love that the years are passing us by. It's been like um, a few months. But yeah. 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 <laughs> Still a um, great line. It's such a great line and is, I think, very much what A is trying to do. Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that she realizes this beginning of season two mm -hmm. is so good. Um, Ari is looking around for someone. Ezra. She makes eye contact with Ezra. Because this is... Yes. This is Arya's big idea for this funeral is like, this is the perfect time for us to like dip our toe into the water of telling my parents about of, like, our getting relationship. people to see us as like a couple, as not like a student and a teacher. And what a wild choice that is. To yeah. Think, yeah. I'm going to come back to that actually. Um, Ezra gets intercepted by her parents. Uh, and basically, I, I also, the fact that Ezra, so like Ezra says like oh you know after talking to aria i realized how important it was to be here to you know su support the students because mm -hmm. you know ian was a field hockey coach at the school yeah uh so that's our explanation for ezra being here to the parents i i do this is coming up on when ella is going to start to suspect that ezra mm -hmm. and spencer are in a relationship this is really going to support that i think i yeah no, like she's going to reflect on this moment and be like oh my god that's why he was there he was yeah. there for spencer 
Well, she already suspects that. Does she at this point? Yeah, because she starts to... S- no, wait. No. No. It, almost. Almost. Coming up, but not quite. Yeah. Um, Emily goes and talks to Garrett. Get him to look into the woman who hired Logan Reed. And Garrett's like, what are you talking... Like, in Confessed, what are, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> um, and he's like, what are you asking me to do? Anyways, but he gives the patented, like... I'll, I'll look into this for you. Yeah. You did the right thing coming to me. Because he's got to make sure to, you know, keep make sure them. they know yeah. that it's good that they came to him. Because he needs them to keep coming to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to. So that's, the, you know, lead up to the funeral. Yeah. Cut to. Turn we are standing over the open grave. Away. Yes. Turn our eyes away. It's a great song choice. It's a good song choice. Um, they're all, so like the, Melissa and... And her parents are standing kind of at, like, the head of the casket, but then lined up along, like, the long side where we're saying are the, the liars. liars. Very prominent position. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an interesting choice because, obviously, Spencer has a connection to Ian that is not, um, uh, you know, he's, yeah. he was her brother-in-law. And the other girls, ostensibly, their connection to this person is he, he murdered their friend. And we're giving them... A lot of a, time. a lot of a lot of like front row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting thing. Cops are also at the grave. Yes, which was a request from we should know. Yes, Spencer's family right. did request police presence at this funeral. Yes, they didn't show up of their own volition as usual. No. Um, so then the the casket starts to be lowered, and the camera is kind of lowering with it, as if you the are the casket. Yes, it's very nice. Um. The girls bend over and they pick up some dirt and they throw it over, you know, into the, onto the casket, kind of covering the camera. Very, like. Yeah, POV, you're the casket getting yes. dirt thrown the on The cinematography <laughs> popping off. Yeah. Um, and then we, like, pan, starting with, like, Spencer, we, like, pan down the line as they all, like, brush their hands and, like, clean their hands over the, yeah. the grave. Yeah. It's the the drama mm-hmm. <laughs> we you, are feasting yeah like, you asked me when when we were like preparing for this episode you asked me like which funeral do you do i think is the like one that they make the most like that they the biggest, just, meal, the biggest out meal out of yeah. and it's absolutely ian's it's funeral absolutely ian's and we'll we'll like rank them by biggest yeah. meals uh yeah. <laughs> when we're done but i and i'll make my i have i have a some thoughts on why this is yeah. the biggest meal that we make of it. Um, so yeah, they they you know they're cleaning their hands of this. Yeah, uh, Arya catches sight of Jason on a bench a little ways away. Clearly not part of the funeral. He's not dressed for mm-hmm. the funeral. Um, funeral's over. And there's like some post funeral milling about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, we're because this is I should say this is also a cornerstone funeral. Yeah, and again we got beginning and end of funeral mm-hmm. um but we did get we never get this is the only one that goes to a cemetery yeah that doesn't happen again um so Ari and emily are talking about why jason is there and aria says maybe he came for the same reason we did emily says to spit on ian's grave <laughs> <laughs> i love like i i think like emily can be such like a nice girl mm-hmm when she like says something like that, that's like when she just doesn't kind of like a little someone, 
callous. When when Emily doesn't like someone, actually, I think that she channels Allie more than oh, maybe any of them. 100%. Yeah, you're right. To support this, I'm going to give Emily's next line. Okay. About Jason. The guy is still a creep. He's a freak and he always has been. <laughs> um... <laughs> she's brutal emily she is so brutal jenna can you move your stick some of us are trying to get past you (laughs) she's so brutal she was sad she could cry in new york these are all emily lines yeah emily might be the meanest of them yeah it's true it's true like if she feels justified in hating someone yeah she they're they're the meanness to emily when she feels justified in it that but she she, like unmasked she exudes such like a nice girl image though yeah so it's like so funny like she doesn't really like come off as like having a mean side but then when she does it's like his cam yeah yeah so Uh, then like aria and jason talk but i don't well oh so this first aria and ezra talk aria goes to talk to jason ezra intercepts um there's a lot of interception happening yeah uh and they talk about, like, you know, Arya's like, I needed a hug from you today, like, not later at your apartment, all this stuff. And he's like, he kind of, like, sees her parents and he's like, Ugh, and he's like, I'll call you. And also, like, he does say, like, I didn't think it was right over I didn't an think open we'd grave. Get yeah, I didn't think we'd get off to a good, like, start or whatever over an open grave. But here's my thing, actually. I think hugging Arya in this moment would have been the perfect move. Yeah, I can because, see where coming from. Look, are we taking advantage of a funeral to that's <laughs> true. introduce our parents to our relationship? Yeah, that's a bit weird, but it's also Ian, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but like because it's obviously like it's a little it's a little iffy for him to be mm-hmm. like hugging her, but it's also like, you know, and her parents are there, so like there's a good chance they see it and it's like, oh, like, you know, she this is a pretty emotional day, like mm-hmm. You know, he's he's comforting her and he's, you know, he's more of a family friend now. It's fine, right? Yeah. I actually true. think it's the perp. I think Arya's you're com- spot you're, you're... on about this because there's an opportunity, I think, to blur lines mm-hmm. at a funeral in the to the for the sake of like, oh, he's comforting her. And it's like, you don't, you, there's kind of a thing of like not judging how people grieve. And it's mm-hmm. like, so I actually think that the funeral would, would have been the perfect. You're probably right. They, I, I mean, think I think Ezra still, fumbled this. Oh, it's I think weird. it's still a little crazy, but like, I do but also see perfect. what you're saying. Like it does, you're kind of right. Yeah. So I think Ezra fumbled this. I understand I why Ezra didn't feel that way though. Oh, I mean, look, it's a gamble. Yeah. But it, it's, I, I think that it would have been, her parents would have seen it and probably felt a little weird about it. Mm-hmm. But I, but it's the kind of thing where they would have been like, I think they would have talked themselves out of that weird feeling and then like, well, we know they love to talk themselves out of things. So anyway, so I actually think that would have been a perfect moment. Yeah. Um, and then she talks to Jason. Then she talks to Jason. Uh, Oh, actually, sorry. No, she doesn't talk to Jason yet. Cut to Hannah's at the school. Yeah, I in remember her funeral that. I clothes, was like, what which was this? Is, I don't know. Is she? Did she specifically leave the funeral and come to the school so she could run into Caleb's foster mom, or was the running into her an accident? She came to the school to I get think something. It was an accident, implying that Rosewood High School is nearby the cemetery. Does check out. That does check out. So that's canon. Yeah, the cemetery is behind the high school. Yeah, because uh, like it, it just it feels like it makes the ghosts feel at home. Yeah. Because they're mostly murdered teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Um, then Arya speaks to Jason. Finally, uh, and Jason t- Jason shows her a note that he received mm-hmm. the morning 
after like Allie had disappeared after that night Mm -hmm. that says, I know what you did. I want to talk about who left that note. Who left Jason that note? I have, I have, there's, there's only two people I think that makes sense. One of them is Garrett. You think it was Garrett? Garrett, who doesn't even, probably doesn't even know she's missing yet. Because he's also not a cop yet, so he wouldn't have had, like, inside information. there's a part of me that feels like we get an answer to that, though. Do we? I don't think we do. I don't know. So, obviously, Charlotte would have motive, too, but she doesn't have the time. Yeah, she's on the lam at this point. Only people, at this point, who know that Allison is dead, or think they know Allison is dead, are Melissa and Jessica. Damn. So So probably Melissa. Probably Melissa. If Jessica... I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. (laughs) If Jessica buried her daughter to protect her other daughter and then left her son a note to make him think that maybe he did it, I wouldn't put it past her. I wouldn't put it past her. I wouldn't either. But I think it was Melissa. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that Melissa... Yeah. So fashion. Also pretty cold. Yeah. Iconic. I oh, I do want to point out the suicide note. The sign off on the suicide note is come and find me, Ian. The fuck? Yeah. Obviously it's because it's from A messages. Yeah. What What is everyone else else making of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um So fashion. Yeah. Arya, I think knowing what she wanted this to be, Mm -hmm. I think dressed for that. She dressed a little bit like she's going on a date. Yeah. But also, like, maturely. She, like, has, like, a very simple black dress. She has her hair up in a really, like, polished kind of updo. Yeah. But it's also quite modest in a way that... So one of of the questions we're often going to ask when it comes to the fashion is, uh, what does their choice of funeral outfit say about what they think of this dead person? Mm-hmm. And in this case, I think that what Arya is saying is like, I'm a better person than you. Yeah. Right? Like I'm, I have the moral high ground. It has mm-hmm. a very Christian kind of like girl vibe to it. It's like, the, cause she's got this little like cardigan on. Mm-hmm. And so like, it feels like there's like this extra like effort made for modesty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Then Emily, I don't have anything to say about Emily. Emily's, Emily also very covered up. Like she, cause she's yeah. again also made the choice of putting a cardigan on. For some reason though, Emily's vibe, like Arya's vibe in, in her modesty is like, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And Emily's modesty vibe is like, I'm creeped out by you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's what. That's the vibe I'm getting from Emily. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah looks like she's cosplaying going to a funeral. She's got, like, the, the little hat, the little hat with, like, the net. Yes. Like, she, like she's a widow, almost. Yes. But it's a very sexy dress. A very sexy dress. It's, like, she's got some cleave. She's got yes. some, some, it's pretty short. Which, and I think that this is... Uh, like Hannah always dresses the most inappropriately for the funerals, but she dresses especially inappropriately for the funeral of like, you know, the creepy adult men. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think where like Emily's response to the creepiness of Ian is to like cover up. Mm -hmm. I think that Hannah's response is to kind of do like a reclaiming of like, yeah, 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wear what I want and I am gonna look hot and like, fuck you, you're dead. So yeah. You don't get to see me anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't get to look at me. Yeah. So Spencer's dress and like outfit, I feel is very appropriate. Yes. But I wanna talk about her choice of wearing a choker. Yeah. Um, Spencer also pretty conservatively dressed. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is just this is still early funeral fashion. And it's also her sister's husband's it's her sister's funeral. Hus- yeah. And again, also, I, I think that, I think there's a little bit of Spence, to, of the Emily thing to Spencer as well, of like mm-hmm. wanting to cover up. Because um, I think this is actually the most covered across the board. Like, yeah. obviously, Hannah has chosen to go way in the other direction. But the other girls, very covered. They're all wearing cardigans. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Cardigan's generally not a big part of the fashion of this show. Um, but, but I choker. think like the choker, I, I mean, symbolically silent or were you silent? Exactly. Symbolically. I think there is an element of like Spencer has felt silenced and like Ian's yeah. had his like foot on her neck. Yeah. The whole time he's been with Melissa. Her family hasn't been believing her. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like there is some symbolism there. Yeah. The cops don't believe her. The cops thought that she killed Allie. And now I feel like she's feeling a little vindicated as well. Yeah. And there is something a little. Yeah. Um, I figured out the the phrase that for Arya's outfit. It's holier than thou. Mm, Yeah. Definitely. That's what Arya's giving. Yeah. Um, So that's Ian's funeral. So. Chronologically next is Allie's reinternment. Mm-hmm. This happens in season three, episode 18. Yes. Dead to me. I don't think we need to like go into like anything mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. in detail, but I just wanted to note that like the liars aren't invited to the family thing. Um, she's yeah. getting reinterned in the crypt or in a mausoleum, whatever the yeah. correct term is. And the vibes are super casual, super casual. Um, the inscription, the, the like inscription on the crypt. Is that what we call those? Whatever. I don't called. know what we call it. Unable are the love to die for love is immortality, which Hannah says is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and Aria in her kind of like, you're so dumb, Hannah, it's like, says it's Emily, it's Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. And Hannah's, Hannah's like, like, still, still creepy. creepy. Yeah. Like you, that doesn't. <laughs> I don't. Emily Dickinson, notably, kind of creepy. Um, okay. So next is Darren Wilden. And this is also where oh. Spencer drops the baby bomb. Right. Exactly. On Jason. That Wilden. Uh, had impregnated Allie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Next, next is Darren Wilden. Yes. Darren Wilden, 34, of Rosewood, Pennsylvania, passed away on the night of the fire at Thornhill Lodge after sustaining two gunshots by the lake. His body was found outside Rosewood Church. Another dead pig was also found nearby. Wilden, also known as Beach Hottie, was born in 1978. Which would have made him 31 the summer of 2009 when he hooked up with 15-year-old Allison De Laurentiis. After Wilden graduated from Rosewood High School in 1996, just two years after Allison was born, he went on to, be a, to become a corrupt cop for the Rosewood Police Department, where he covered up at least two murders, committed at least one murder, and questioned at least four minors without parents present on innumerable occasions. His hobbies included drinking with underage girls at frat parties and blackmailing single mothers into having sex with him. Services will be held at Rosewood Church. Pennsylvania State Police will be present to question mourners following the service. Um, which, yeah, big theme of Wilden's funeral is cops. So many so cops. So many cops. And it's fascinating that they are, I mean, 
I think they fairly well suspect that he's a dirty cop at this oh, point. Oh, they know. They know that he's dirty, but they're yeah. still giving him a hero's funeral. Yeah. The camera starts on the ground, different from mm-hmm. being up high, which is how we've always started mm-hmm. the funerals before this. Um, but the camera is on the ground looking up at the steeple, and then it kind of pans down, like the angle and you see a reporter in front of the church giving expositional information. Um, then we see a bunch of cops standing around and then we see some cops getting, taking Wilden's flag covered casket out of the hearse, hearse and um, carrying that into the church. A lot of pomp and circumstance. And I think the showing of that, like this has more pomp and circumstance than like Allie's funeral or like, and that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Because a cab, <laughs> um, <laughs> then the liar wall approaches the church from across the street, strutting, strutting, iconic. Uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll do their. This is where you get the best shot of their like outfits. We'll talk about that. Um, you see more cops standing around. Then the liars are talking. They see a woman in black in the crowd. Um. Talking about the veil. Point. Yes, with a veil. Very, very thick veil. Can't make out any like features or who it is. They're talking about that because they got an A message. Um, closed caskets keep secrets. His is open and exposes yours. Really good A message. Love that. Yeah. Really so, just the, the authorship of it, the, the writing, the flow of it. It's good. Um, so yeah. then they decide to go snoop around and find the yeah. casket. Yeah. However, Aria. Immediately makes a beeline for Ezra as everyone else goes to look for the casket. Inexplicably. It. I. Why is Ezra here? No, you know what? First and foremost, why is Maggie here? What is Maggie doing at this funeral? This woman doesn't even live here yet, does she? Or if they she got does, a she babysitter. They so got that a babysitter. She could attend, so she could this, attend funeral this funeral and for some to... cop in a town she doesn't live in, right? Or maybe she does at this one. Yeah, I don't remember if she lives there yet. But and they're talking to like Vice Principal Hackett, which makes you think like, is Ezra trying to get her a job at the school? Maybe. And if that's the case, what are you doing networking at a funeral? You won't hug hug your girlfriend at a funeral, but you will. But... You get your baby mama a job at a funeral. Like, and, like, it's even weird a little bit that Hackett's here. But, like, I get it. Whatever. It's like the town. A cop died. Yeah. You know, like, I get. Like, I think that, like, you can probably excuse the presence of every single person who's there. Except for Maggie. Except for Maggie. It makes no sense. Unless Maggie is there for the explicit purpose of talking to Vice Principal Hackett. And it just feels like you could do that somewhere else. Yeah. Ezra knows him. Yeah. You could just, like send him an email with her resume like you yeah, don't need this to, is like, not it's I, so crazy to me it's what is she doing insane. there same um also aria's never looked more like a child than when she's standing off to the side of those three much taller adults talking yeah um why is maggie there uh spencer finds the casket obviously uh aunt mona <laughs> mona's in a darkened corner a cell phone rings in the casket they dig around Wilden's corpse, mm-hmm. find it. Uh, blocked number, but they see kisses. kisses. And they call that, and Hannah answers, and is like, why are you calling me from my mom's phone? Dun, dun, dun. Ashley's phone was in the casket. Um, which I guess, like, so if they hadn't come, A would have 
made the phone ring during the service, probably. The well, drama. Yeah, that would have Like, that would have been the consequence, like, for not doing as they're told, which is to attend the funeral and check out the casket, right? Yeah. Like, that, the drama of that? That's Can very you imagine? Dramatic. Cop is murdered. You go to the funeral. Cell phone rings from his corpse in the casket. Maybe that's why Maggie's there. She's heard about <laughs> Rosewood funerals. She's heard about. about I had the chance funerals. to go to a Rosewood funeral. I would too. She's like, this is my shot. Yeah, at least for this month. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they call Hannah. Then we get crane shot behind the steeple. Like we're looking over the shoulder. Because it's the exact same shot from Ian's funeral. Mm-hmm. We've reused this. I noticed that as well. Um, then back to inside the church. So we just like cut to that, cut back to yeah. Um The girls are discussing the various, you know, the fact that what's going on with, uh, what's going on with Ashley, like Ashley's phone being in the casket. Jessica approaches, has the line to Hannah. Because Hannah's always, I think, uh, there's a vibe that Hannah's always putting in a lot of effort with Jessica. Mm-hmm. And Jessica likes Hannah the least, I think. Yeah, and, like, loves to put Hannah down. Yes. Like, loves to be dismissive to her. Yes. Which is why she says, Hannah, Allie would be so proud of or Sorry, Allie would be so proud of you, Hannah. You really kept the weight off. What a crazy thing to say to a child. Yeah, or anyone. Or anyone, <laughs> but particularly a child. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica then is like, oh, come sit with me in the front pew. So they're sitting in the front pew of the... <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and of course, Mona ha- had been talking to them. Comes up, there's no room for Mona. No. So that's, you know, metaphorical. Uh, then Jenna is escorted in by some dude. Don't know who that is. Who's that guy? Whatever. Then the woman in black. So we get two grand. Ent- we get a Jenna entrance and then the woman in black with the thick veil comes in. Mm-hmm. Cut to Toby stealing the RV, flashing back to a time when, as a 24-year-old actor, he was playing, playing a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old boy. Um, we won't go into that. It's not important to the funeral. Funeral's over. So again, we got the beginning because, again, this is another cornerstone. We, we usually get the entrance and, and the, the exit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so this is another cornerstone. Uh, Holbrook approaches. Emily, Spencer, Aria, and Hannah. Same order. It says it in the same That's order. fascinating. Yeah. Which is interesting because short of like Wilden's um, kind of questioning of Emily in the perfect storm, it never really feels like Emily is the primary suspect in Allie's murder. But yet it seems like that's how they've been keeping their files basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I like that they kept that order so that it's yeah. the same as what Wilden says to them. Cause obviously we're trying to make the connection between Holbrook and Wilden yeah. that like this, you know, Oh, you thought Wilden's gone. So it's all good now. No. no. Um, he, he also says that Holbrook says that him and his, that he says that his partner and him are looking into the murders of Garrett and Wilden. Excuse me, but two teenagers, Allie and Maya, were also murdered, and I don't think we've solved those. No, we've solved Ian. We've solved Allie. We have? We solved both of those. When? Allie is Ian. 
no, because then later we think that Allie was Garrett. So clearly they've thrown out, like, they, they're not convinced about the Ian thing anymore. You're right. Um, and know, Garrett's been released yeah, at this we point. We know that Maya is, is Lyndon James, though. Yes. That did happen, didn't it? No. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Did that, was that season three? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because it's right before This is a Dark Ride. Yeah. You're right. So, so sorry. We know Maya's who, been solved. We know Maya's Allie, murder has been solved. still unsolved. But, potentially. Yeah, but I think, like, yeah. I'm just saying. They probably think, should be doing some work. Yeah. Who cares who killed the dirty cops? <laughs> One of them killed the other, actually. <laughs> so, that's done. Yeah. Um. Anyways. So then, uh, Holbrook has this lot. I just want to, I want to note sort of some lines and music cues here. Holbrook says, remember, because he, he kind of was like, oh, I know, like, Wilden was, like, really harassing you guys. Mm-hmm. He was unprofessional. Like, you know, trying to set himself up as, like, I'm not Wilden. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the good guys. He says, remember, we're the good guys. We're just here to find out the truth. The music, the volume on the music ramps up for the line. I'm gonna make you suffer. And then, so there's that, there's that line. And then we get the A text. Uh. Aria, the truth won't set you free, bitches. Mona, I'm gonna bury you with it. Spencer, kisses, A. <laughs> and then they open up the video attachment and it's them at Wilden's car. And then the music ramps up. You'll never know what hit you. good this is one of my favorite music moments it's really good and then we get the post-funeral crane shot yes of course with the a text like the the classic standard way of ending the funeral i feel like is group a text read aloud crane shot yeah and it, it hits every time um we then cut to an a tag uh of a woman in black the or the woman in black she takes, like, a Mona doll and adds it to a dollhouse. Um, and then we see her remove, like, lift the veil, and you see an alley mask. And it's burned. And then she turns her head and it's burned. So, Shower Harvey showed up to this funeral in head-to-toe black, no skin, cut like, gloves, everything, thick black veil, underneath a burnt mask of the face of a murdered teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Haley... I would like this to be what you wear to my funeral. <laughs> so much. It's so, it's the most. But okay, if that's your wish. That is my wish. But yeah, that's, that is my, I'll put it in my will. That's Thank how you. I would, you're actually not allowed to attend my funeral unless it's um, like that. You're going to have like a bouncer? Yeah. Um, okay, let's, let's talk about the fashion. Yes. So we, full disclosure, we had a moment probably under the influence of something mm-hmm. where we, I, we were having some wild realizations about this wild fashion. About. Um, I don't remember most of them, but it sounds like maybe Morgan does. So I, I believe that I do. I Great. do need the visuals. Though. So 
And I mean, I'll start with Aria because this is connected also to her Ian look, which is, again, I'm a better person than you because what Aria is wearing, it kind so you got to look at a picture. <laughs> got to look at a picture, guys. But it kind of forms like a cross. So she has, there's like this like bedazzled center thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's kind of like the, the top line creates like the, the cross. And then the top of the cross is her necklace, mm -hmm. which is a snake. I'm remembering that. Yeah. Her necklace is a snake. Yeah. So again, I think Arya is giving holier than thou. Mm -hmm. Like that she's using some religious imagery, I think. <laughs> It sounds crazy when you say it sober. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and the snake being the head of the cross, like the top of the cross. Yeah, it's good. Because Weldon's a fucking snake. He is. And he he was like seemingly one of like the highest. He, he, was, he was clearly. Surely acting like it. Detective. Like he was he in the Alice like and De Laurentiis murder. Yeah. He's the top detective of the Rosewood yeah. PD. Um. So that's what Arya is saying. Now, where Arya's outfit is saying, I'm a better person than you, Spencer's outfit is saying, I'm better than you. I'm right. better at this than you. You're mm -hmm. dead. I won. Yeah. She looks like she's coming out of an episode of Suits. Like, she looks like yes. she just beat him in court. Yes. And she looks She's saying, like, I'm stunning. smarter like, than you. Yeah. I won. She looks very classy. So classy. Um, which, again, I think is also a bit of, like, a you know, Wilden, Wilden was a filthy pig, mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, I, I am classy. I'm smarter. Like I won. Mm -hmm. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emily's I'm not as sure about. <laughs> I don't know. I what... think Emily's is quite casual. quite casual. I think, I mean, Aria's is as well to an extent, like both Emily and Aria are not wearing all black. Like they have, they have mm -hmm. accents of other colors and I do think Emily's is quite casual. This Emily's looks like a dress. Almost looks like it could be like a swimsuit cover. I was thinking the same thing. Like it, and I think that that is because she just I can't she, be bothered. She she, she thinks he's beneath her. her. She, she she thinks he's beneath her, and she doesn't like the implied respect of attending the funeral. I think exactly, but she has to. Be but there. she has to be here because closed caskets keep secrets. His is open and exposes theirs. Yeah. Um. um now Hannah. Hannah. Hannah is Hannah's again, saying you the most. must look at a photo. Yeah. If you don't instantly have a picture in your mind of what Hannah wore to Wilden's funeral, first of all, work out your priorities. But <laughs> yeah, because this is seared into my mind. So again, she's dressed quite like sexy. Yeah. She has like a like a, a mini dress but then it's like has like a tool like mesh yeah overlay that is like and goes to her ankles yeah but like you see leg yeah and the top it's kind of like a bustier type of yeah. like top to it but um, also with some mesh yeah. involved yeah and it, again it's just like it's alarmingly sexy yes and it, you know i actually think this might be a new thought ooh that you know, she's quite covered, but not at all. Exactly. It's an illusion, right? Like, Ooh, yeah. And I think that there's something there to how she feels about Wilden. Yeah. 
that I'm trying to like this is not not prepared for a new thought. Um, <laughs> I, I think that she's. I think that I think maybe partially because we're obviously really reaching here. We're making. Oh, sure. but I think that there's something here to like her kind of saying that like Wilden's whole like cop thing was a flimsy kind of cover up of the moral moral degenerate that he was wow i can see that i like that yeah. interpretation yeah and again i think this is all speculation oh the costume designers <laughs> didn't think of any of this don't think that this I, I mean i do think that the costume designers are dressing hannah sexy yeah. for these like creepy older men's funerals intentionally yeah and i and i think that hannah's doing this as a condemnation of them and their sexualization of her or, you know, the young the girls, girls in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's Wilden's funeral. Yes. Next, we have Jessica De Laurentiis. Jessica De Laurentiis, May Drake, 45, of Rosewood, Pennsylvania, passed away on the night her daughter was found alive after her identical twin sister, Mary, thwarted Jessica's plot to kill her and switched her low blood pressure pills for Losardin, which is for high blood pressure. <laughs> Jessica was born on December 18, 1965, to her parents, who were probably monsters. After she had her twin sister committed to Radley Sanitarium for killing a baby she actually killed herself, Jessica went on to marry Kenneth De Laurentiis and have only one child with him, Allison. Prior to giving Ka- Kenneth his only child, Jessica had, affair, had an affair with neighbor Peter Hastings, which resulted in her son, Jason De Laurentiis. Family and friends often remarked on her gardening prowess, which resulted in beautiful azaleas, which are perfect for hiding things. Jessica's other talents include fundraising, keeping secrets, and extortion. Jessica is predeceased by her Aunt Carol and Teddy Carver, the 10-month-old baby she killed and then framed her twin sister for. (laughs) She is survived by her daughter Allison and adopted daughter Charlotte, her son Jason, her ex-husband Kenneth, and her twin sister, whom she tried to murder, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Services will be held at Rosewood Church. In lieu of the standard police presence, the family requests there are no police or press in attendance. (laughs) Um, Do we think did Jessica kill that baby and then call? I believe it. Yeah. That's what I think. Then call Mary Drake to come and help. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was. I think an, it was probably I, an accident. Oh, I do think it was an accident. I think this was a shaken baby syndrome thing. I think it was shaken baby syndrome or like the baby, you know, suffocated, suffocated in, in bed yeah. or something like that. Like, I don't think she purposefully killed this baby. Yeah. But like, I, don't I think, do yeah. think she purposefully killed called mary yeah i mean it looked like i mean obviously she framed her on purpose yeah but i mean like i don't like so like i don't think like she called because she says that like she called mary to be like oh like the baby won't stop crying i need you to come help Mm -hmm. so like you could interpret that as she called mary then in the interim the baby baby dies and she decides to like leave mary with the baby and not tell her that the baby's dead i think from from the time that she called, I think the baby was already dead. Yeah, I do too. And she essentially lures Mary there with the intention of framing her. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, but that's not about yeah. that's not about her funeral. No, just about her. This is general this is about how we pay our respects for that horrible woman. <laughs> um, so I just want to like we get like this montage of Allie being sad in bed, which yeah, I think it's is quite very good. like new moon. Yeah. And then cut to, she's like, Allie's picking a dress up from the bed, and Hannah's behind her. Um, 
and because we should note this is all taking place at the De Laurentiis house. Yes, we, we don't, don't go to the, the church. church. We don't go to the grave. Yeah, we only see them preparing to go to the funeral. We don't yes. see any of the actual funeral, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like there's this domesticity to it, but and it's also it just feels very like. It's like a, it's, it's just this tiny emotional snapshot Mm -hmm. that is so effective. Um, This is also the first funeral that we, like, this is the first quote unquote funeral that we see that is at the beginning of an episode versus the end. Yes. All of the other ones have ended the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not a cornerstone funeral. No. This is just, this is part of the tapestry, but it's not. Um, But it's not, it's not structurally integral. Um, right. But Allie asks Hannah, do you think there are going to be a lot of people at the funeral? Which is just interesting. Like, the surface level, you can be like, oh, like, Allie's worried about being out in public. She's self-conscious and, mm-hmm. like, just, you know. I was thinking also more like. probably a little bit nervous about, like, I gotta make sure I seem like I was kidnapped. Yeah. I was thinking more of it, but, like. I think Allie was almost feeling she wants there to be people there who loved her mother. Yeah, but I also think it's complicated because her mother yeah. did bury her alive. Yeah, and you're that right. does complicate the relationship. <laughs> it does. It's a classic way that mother daughter relationships can be complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that there's like probably a bit of both. Right. A part of it is like she doesn't want this funeral to be a flop because embarrassing. Yeah. She doesn't want there to be nobody at her mother's funeral. Yeah. But I think also part of it is, like, there is an anxiety there of, like, being around a lot of people. Yeah. Like. And I think that there's a complicated feeling, I think, for her about, again, the way that people imagine her mother. Again, the mm -hmm. woman who buried her alive, but was also her mother. Mm -hmm. And. But there's also, again, because this is also during the time when we're playing with the idea of maybe Allie's just a sociopath. Yeah. And there's something about the way she delivers it. Yeah, there is something about it that kind of could imply that she's like. It implies that she do you wants think there the be, spectacle. Yeah. Do you think there? Do you think it'll be a spectacle? Like she yeah. missed her spectacle, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, which again then is also colored by what what happens after all this. Which so Hannah goes downstairs, and then first of all, Mr. De Laurentiis, Kenneth is giving Jason like instructions about like like as though he's like the help yeah it's well wild. for kenneth he is he's like he's like i don't want there to be any cops there and then you're like i took care of him he's like did you like it, sorry why is that jason's responsibility his mother died mm-hmm. this is your ex-wife i'm yeah. not saying you shouldn't also be upset you should be the one handling all of the logistics though for your children yeah he lost his mother back yeah. off ken <laughs> anyways <laughs> Fuck you, Ken. <laughs> Fuck you, Ken. And I've always said that. <laughs> I have always said that. Um, the girls are <laughs> uh, in, in a pretty ill-mannered way, really speculating about who killed Mrs. De Laurentiis mm-hmm. feet away yeah, from Yeah, no, they can hear. They can hear, they can hear that. You're at the family's house before the funeral, maybe save your wild speculations about which one of the family members might have killed her at least for the post-funeral luncheon yeah at least um anyways Hallie comes down the stairs and her dad gets really upset and is 
um, because Allie is wearing her mother's dress, which Allie knows. She mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I wanted to wear something of hers. I wanted to feel close mm-hmm. to her. But it is the dress that Mrs. De Laurentiis wore to Allie's funeral, which it's not. But no. look, you know, it's a general rule of television. You don't hold any... You cannot hold a TV show to the visuals at all of the pilot. No. Narrative and plot, yes. Visuals, no. Right. Um, so, in the vein of suspecting, like, is potentially... Because since we're kind of thinking, like, Allie is maybe a sociopath at this time. Yeah. Allie could have seen her funeral. Allie, Allie pres- could have been lurking in presum- the... Well, but also presumably there was lots of news coverage. Yeah. So, do you think that Allie knew that her mom had worn this dress... And after her conversation with Hannah, like, you know, do you think there will be a lot of people there? Like, I could see Hannah being like, they'll love this. Yeah. The girls are gonna love this. Can you imagine the, as soon as a, as soon as somebody, like some journalist or somebody puts that together. She's a star. Yeah. That's big news. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because again, narratively, there's something so the, the teenage girl that like pre- that was presumed dead for over two years, yeah, is alive. But, but her mother has been murdered, murdered, and she wears the dress that her mother wore to her funeral two years prior, or a year prior, or whatever. Um, to her mother's like that's so it good. Just it's so good, and it yeah, um. I, yeah, the, then Spencer has a line. So Emily says, coincidences happen, to which Spencer replies, yeah, they grow on trees like coconuts just waiting for you to walk under them. <laughs> because, like, Spencer is, like, all, like there's just such a vibe from all of the girls. Like, they're like, they don't know what to make of this. They just, yes, it could be a coincidence, but also it might not be. And if it's not, Allie is insane. Yeah. Um, and then that's it, right? From her funeral. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no time for her to change. So I think she wears that. Um, Later on in this episode, I just want to note that Hannah's earrings look a little bit like daggers. Yeah. Well, we haven't gotten to the fashion yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, later on in this episode, though, Hannah and Allie do go to the funeral home to pick up the visitation book for yeah Mrs. D. Yeah. Um. But let's look at their fashion. It is all kinds of wild. Yeah. Like, Emily's wearing shorts. Like, short shorts. Yeah, it's like a little romper situation. She's wearing, like, a a little romper. romper. And there's the shorts are pretty short. A funeral romper is such a (laughs) choice. Yeah. Spencer's, like, wearing this, like, kind of beautiful floral print. Yeah. That's, like, black and grays. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, a nod to Mrs. D's gardening. Yeah. Um... Aria, it's pretty casual. It's like a pretty like standard teenage yeah, it's funeral got a dress. Peekaboo moment up at the top. Yeah. yeah, of course, Allie's wearing her mother's dress, and then which Hannah. is kind of like a striped. It's like black stripes with kind of like mesh in between, and it's yeah. flared. Hannah, what? <laughs> like got like this like satin finish. Like it's got it's a little so shine short. to it. It's so she short. Very busty. She, she does look very busty. She bustier than she ever has. <laughs> she looks like she looks like she's wearing like a pointed bra or something like <laughs> an old fashioned yeah. bra. It 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 really does look like this is a date outfit. 
Yeah. Like, I could see her wearing this on a date. Oh, yeah. Not a teenager, but, Certainly like, not appropriate for a funeral. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anything else to say about Mrs. D's almost funeral? Um, no. Okay. So, next we have Mona Vanderwall. Well, so, actually, next, just oh, real sorry. quick, we do see a little clip of Shauna's funeral that oh, Aria right. watches. Her grandmother sings. Aria imagines Shauna sitting up in the casket and looking at her. Mm-hmm. Arya's wearing a fedora while she watches it. That's about all I've got to say on that. Yeah. That happens in 504. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, then. Next, we have Mona Vanderwall. Yes. Mona Vanderwall, 17, of Rosewood, Pennsylvania, passed away on November 24th, 2011, after severe blood loss sustained during an attack in her home. Although no body has been found, police do not suspect she is being held hostage in an underground bunker where she is being forced to dress like Allison De Laurentiis. Be crazy if they did suspect that. <laughs> Mona was born on October 8th, 1994, to Leona and Mr. Vanderwall. <laughs> After spending her freshman and junior year of high school cyberstalking her classmates, Mona spent six months in Radley Sanitarium. Upon returning to Rosewood High School, Mona became the president of the decathlon team. In addition to her omnipresent abilities uh, afforded by her adrenalized hyperreality, Mona had a passion for dolls, hacking, and stalking. Services will be held at Rosewood Church three months after her initial disappearance. Pennsylvania State Police, State Police will be present outside the church, but only to smell the flowers. <laughs> um, because no mention of French Club. Oh, no, I forgot about French Club. <laughs> she um, had a lot of extracurriculars. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I was thinking about, Mo- though. You know, they say we all have the same 24 hours. That's not true. No. Mona has a different 24. Mona has a different 24 hours than the rest of us. One thing, though, I was thinking about as I was, like, writing that, I was like, so she spent the first, like, two months of her senior year in Radley, was back for, like, a month. Yeah. Then spent the next three or four months in a bunker. Mm-hmm. She still graduated on time. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think that Charlotte was bringing her her assignment? Yeah. Like, she wasn't Definitely. turning them in because she had to be presumed yeah. dead. Yeah. But she got to turn them in in bulk. Exactly. <laughs> she went back down to the bunker and got all of her assignments. <laughs> um, so, do you want to do the recap? Yeah. Uh, so, we don't see anything before sorry, this. I just, so, I, I watched some of 512, which is the episode where she's, like, mm-hmm. murdered, the Thanksgiving episode. And I just, real quick, I want to just shout out some lines from 512, just in rapid succession here. Read her boobs. The girl loves Christmas. Your software slays, by the way. Spencer murdered Bethany Young to gain favor with the group's leader, which makes them sound like a pack of wolves. <laughs> Caleb, uh, talking about Christmas lights to Hannah. Which one did you touch, Hannah? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> that episode has some great lines. Anyway, I just want to shout those out. But 514, when we actually get the funeral, because they wait like three months to do the funeral. Yeah, um, so there's an episode in between that. Yeah, there's the there's the um, Christmas episode in between yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so the play-by-play, the camera pans up from, we got to talk about what the camera's doing at the beginning every time. Because the camera pans up from Linda Tanner smelling, smelling some flowers. flowers growing out of a bush. Yeah. Um, and then this, and the steeple of like the church and everything is in the background. Um, the bell is ringing. Uh, the door is open. The casket is carried out. Mm-hmm. So we don't get any of the lead up to this funeral. It's just the outside the church chit chat that we we you normally get 
but usually we also get the entrance. But again, because this is not a cornerstone funeral, mm-hmm. she makes sense. She's not actually dead. Then yeah. again, neither was Allie, but that was kind of the central plot of the show. So um, we get three months later on the screen. Uh, everybody's wearing like lays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily says in reference to the people at the casket, they know that thing's empty, right? Um, and Hannah explains that Mona's mom put keepsakes in it. And this is something that I'd like to discuss because this got me thinking about the logistics of when somebody is incorrectly buried. Yeah. What? Some of these keepsakes presumably are things Mona might like back. Yeah. Do we dig this casket up? But even if, let's say we just buried a fully empty casket with no keepsakes, we're just going to leave that shit in the grave. Like, that's a grave that could be I, used, right? Surely you remove the headstone, but do we just keep the casket down in there? Like, what are the logistics of this? If anyone's had this happen, let's know. (laughs) If anybody's had this happen, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But also, I do need to know. I would think that if there's no keepsakes, why would you bury a casket? Oh, it's insane. I don't think you would bury a casket because also caskets are hella expensive. But, But people do do that. They bury Spencer empty even, caskets? Yeah, Spencer even talks about, like, or, or I mean, no, sorry, they would put keepsakes in Yeah, there. I exactly. Don't like, just I think you don't, you wouldn't bury just an empty casket. Yeah. If you are burying a casket, I think you would put some keepsakes in it. Yeah. What does she call it when they do it with soldiers? Yeah, Spencer tells us what it's called. I, didn't I feel like Emily should be the one that tells us that. Because she doesn't know yet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also adding your own lore here in which we don't get his body back. Can we keep that in or not? No, I think we have to. That's staying in. We'll cut out some of the laughter probably. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's quite it's okay. He's a fictional character. You're right. Oh. <laughs> um what were we talking about? <laughs> Very empty cast. Right. Sorry, your insensitivity really. <laughs> I've lost track of where we were. Um, yeah, no, the logistics of that, though, I just don't. I just can't imagine buying a casket that's no, not I would for a never. body. I would just. They're so expensive, guys. I don't, like, look, obviously, everybody grieve the way you grieve, get closure the way you want to get closure. No judgment. Couldn't be me. No. I would find some other way to get closure. I'm not buying yeah. and burying a casket. Yeah. I don't even plan to be buried myself. No. Cremation. Yep. Um, yeah. I just, I want to know what happened to that casket. Yeah, I don't know. I wish we'd gotten closure on that. Yeah, I would feel like you would probably exhume it. Yeah, is it called exhuming if there's no body in it? Well, I think you would take it out because you would also, first of all, seems like bad luck. Um, Second of all, like, that's valuable. That's real Real estate, estate. right? And I think I don't pay. Yeah, you do have to pay in some sense. And so, like, I feel like potentially I'm, you know, I don't know if there's like maybe a clause in the contract or something. Yeah, I don't like, know yeah, how paying like, for and who a great pays spot. To, like presumably yeah. you pay to exhume that. Fit, you know, like yeah, no, it's a it's a logistical hassle. Yeah, um, 
anyways, uh, the girls are talking. Toby comes up, talks to Spencer for a sec. Um, basically just, I don't know, reassuring her about that she was arrested. That's not important. Yeah. Uh, for Bethany Young's murder. Yeah. And then Allie shows up in, like, a floral dress, which I think is, normally you would say is, like, a crazy choice, this, like, pink floral dress. But mm-hmm. I think she, I think clearly there was something about Lay's and, like, I think maybe well, she yeah, was trying to, like, I think Mona some sort and of Janelle Parrish herself has yeah. some, like, Hawaiian or Polynesian in her. Yeah, so maybe there was something in, like, the funeral yeah. info or whatever about doing that. Um, but but everybody else is wearing choice. black. Yeah, that's also true. I actually think that it's less about the funeral guidance and more about... Because they all got those lays when they got there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they came with their own lays. Yeah. But I think Allie chose to wear that because it looks quite innocent. Yeah. Like, it looks very feminine and dainty quite and young. soft. And, like, I think she's trying to come off... Non-threatening. Non-threatening and innocent. What, me? Little old me, I, I could never look at this I flower. Look at this floral dress or someone. Yeah, look how pretty this floral dress is. I could never yeah. do that. Yeah, um, and she says that she came to. She she goes up to Mona's mom, who's standing in front of the like casket in, that's in the hearse, and says, "You know, I came to pay my respects and tell you one more time that I had nothing to do with." And then slapped across the face by Mona's mom, who yells, "Where's my daughter? Where is her body?" I mean, listen, Allie. Time and place. Yeah, because, like, obviously we know Allie didn't kill Mona, but, like, Allie, the funeral is not the time to show you up. You did it at my birthday. <laughs> like, it's just really, just really ill-advised from Allie. And then yeah. Hannah leads Mona's mom away. Um, and then Allie makes, she's you know, she's, like, got her hand up to, like, where her cheek was slapped. And she makes a really scary face at the other liars. It's quite intimidating. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the, this funeral starts the episode uh, rather than end it yeah. as well. Uh, which again, sets it apart from our cornerstone mm-hmm. funerals. Um, I do think, so... Anything else about the at the church? Because afterwards, Hannah is helping clean up at Mona's house. Yeah. Um, this is also the episode where Caleb teaches Aria how to hack. And mm-hmm. I could watch a full 24 episode long season of <laughs> Caleb teaching Aria how to hack. Uh but I want I, so I want to point out so like there is sort of there is an A message at the end of this episode. So they don't get one at the mm-hmm. end of the funeral, but this is at the end of the episode is when we get the A in fireworks. Mm. So good. Yeah. That they're like shocked by cuz this is Allie gets arrested in this episode, doesn't she? yeah i yes. think so. so they think a's been arrested and then right. they get the fireworks and they're like no this is something that ali set up before she, she got arrested <laughs> like no <laughs> um also yeah. at this point the cops believe that ali killed two to three people they yeah. think she killed bethany young they think that she killed mona and you uh, jessica's murder is still unsolved so you gotta think mm-hmm. that, that that she's suspect number one for that murder yeah once she's killed two people you gotta be like I mean, her this mom spree. was killed and buried in the neighbor's yard. I think she's almost a serial killer in their yeah. minds at this point. So let's talk quickly about their fashion. Yeah. So this is kind of where I think I think it's interesting. They all look very appropriately dressed 
Uh-huh. Um, because they respect Mona. Because they respect Mona, which is, I mean, fascinating. I yeah. think Hannah, this is, we've also talked about off pod, um, about how it seems like the person who is closest yes. to the deceased. That's a great point. Um, seems to dress the most appropriately. And Hannah is fully covered. She's like, mm-hmm. I mean, her shoulders aren't covered. She's like got like a, a, it's like a sleeveless dress, but like it's a, you know, T-length dress. But it doesn't see. show any cleavage really. I, I mean, I think her and Spencer are probably tied in terms of how yeah. appropriately and conservatively dressed they are. But yeah. like, given that that's Hannah. Yeah, it's shocking. She's really dressed. And it's a beautiful dress actually. It is, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is like a th- like this is a common theme that like the person that's the closest to the deceased is dressed more appropriately for the funeral, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, because like I even, I mean Ian's funeral, I think that Spencer is probably dressed like the most appropriately, mm-hmm. although Emily's dressed quite appropriately as well. Yeah, very but, boring I mean, too. Very boring. Um, and then like with. With Wilden's funeral, I think almost it's the opposite. Yeah. Where the least appropriate is the closest to him, and I think that that's on purpose. Exactly. 100%. Um, um, anything else to say about Mona's funeral? Let me look at the fashion again. I would say Emily is dressed the most inappropriately. Which yeah, is which and actually makes sense Emily because has the I most think... contentious relationship yep. with Mona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. Certainly, I mean, like, Arya has quite a bit of contention with her about the whole Mike thing, but, yeah. like, Emily has the most personal well, because, hatred, I think, of Mona. Because I think Emily, and we see this time and time again, I feel like, with her, she cannot separate the things that Allie has said to her to manipulate her against people with what she knows. Like, she can't, she can't get over those things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the way that, even though she's not on Team Allie right now, the way that Allie has spoken about Mona in the past is still coloring yeah. who well, she sees And again, I think, Mona. though, that for Emily, if she feels wronged by someone mm-hmm. and therefore can feel justified in her, like, hatred, she is vicious. Yeah. Like, she... Absolutely. Look, Emily, Emily loves, right? Like, she's a lover. She loves... She also hates. She hates the most. Yeah. She loves the most and she hates the most. Yep. Um. Yeah, but that's... That's Mona. That's the, that's Mona's funeral. Again, not a cornerstone. Yeah. But we do need a fourth cornerstone funeral. We do. And that is Charlotte De Laurentiis. Yes. Charlotte De Laurentiis, 28, of Rosewood, Pennsylvania, passed away at the Rosewood Church after she was impaled on the neck by a metal rod during a struggle resulting in her spine snapping. She was then thrown from the bell tower. Charlotte was born on May 21st, 1988, to Mary Drake and Ted Wilson uh, in Radley Sanitarium. She was then adopted by Mary's twin sister, Jessica, and her husband, Kenneth De Laurentiis. They later institutionalized her in the same mental hospital she was born in because they are transphobic. Charlotte, who sometimes went by Cece Drake, is survived by Allison De Laurentiis, her cousin-slash-adopted sister, Mary Drake, her birth mother, Spencer Hastings, her half-sister, Alex Drake, her half-sister, and Jason De Laurentiis, her cousin-slash-ex-boyfriend. She is preceded in death by her adopted mother, Jessica De Laurentiis. After an ill-advised courtship with her brother-cousin Jason, Charlotte graduated from high school in 2007 and went on to study at the University of Pennsylvania. Charlotte showed a special affinity for dolls, lying, stocking, crafts, and underground bunker construction. Services will be held at the church she was murdered in, 
In lieu of flowers, the family requests dolls. Rosewood Police Department will be present to question mourners following the service. <laughs> uh, will be held in the church. <laughs> it's so good. It's super crazy. We have the funeral. It's there. wild. <laughs> Love it. But also, if I was murdered at a church, please hold my funeral there. <laughs> um, so this is 611. Uh, of, late, of late, I, I think, think of, of Rosewood. The titular, <laughs> titular episode. Uh, and it starts with a close-up of Charlotte's dead body in the casket. We get so much open casket. There's not even, like, a lid behind Which her. Which is so funny because we It is never... just a straight shot. It's yeah. wild. It's wild. Did we get the actress just for that? No. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what it... Well, I mean, she was in this episode already. Oh, no, she, and we do see her in a flashback. Yeah. We see her in a flashback wait. with Allie. In, of late, I think, of Rosewood? Oh, no, wait, no, yeah, we do see Allie telling her. We see Allie with her at Welby as they're yeah. talking about her case. We see her. You're right, I forgot about that. And then we see her dead body. We don't see her dead body outside the church. Well, we see her covered by a sheet. Yeah, you see, like, and her then, hand, yeah, which and I then, doubt is her And hand. then we do get, like, flashbacks in later episodes of other stuff from her in this episode. So I think, like, we yeah. had her for, yeah, we you had know, her for, a little yeah, time. Yeah. And we're like, well, that, that makes well. more sense. I was like, yeah. crazy that we chose to show her body in yeah. the casket if we didn't get her for any other scenes. But yeah. you're right, we did. Um, So we then... Pan- it's so open, sorry. I just, it's, like, it's it's jarring. Yeah. Um... She's in, like, a blue dress. It's kind of given giving Bella becoming a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, we pan Her eyes are blood red, guys. <laughs> it's weird they didn't close those. <laughs> uh, we pan up from looking at her in the casket to see everybody kind of already seated in the mm-hmm. church. Uh, I swear this church gets smaller with every funeral. <laughs> um, the, the liars are in the second row from the front on the right side if you're, like, looking out. If you're mm-hmm. Charlotte. If you were Charlotte sitting up in your casket and looking out right side, yeah. second row, Allie is on the left side in the front row. It's yeah. interesting to me how distanced Allie is from the liars mm-hmm. throughout this like funeral. And she's like, you know, connected at the hip with Rollins. Yeah. Which feels a little bit inappropriate. Like, I mean, obviously it's inappropriate. They're like dating. But like, yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, as a mental health professional isn't really working <laughs> in mental health right now, but technically, hey, I'm licensed. Yeah. You might go to a funeral depending on like the, you know, in this yeah. context, right? You might go to the funeral. Probably not sitting with the family. You're not sitting with the family. Yeah. You're not. No. No. In front um, of the liars, by the way, just one random dude. The rest of that front pew on the yeah, right side, empty. Just some random dude. Um, I want to comment, speaking of attendance, mm-hmm. super high attendance here. All things considered. Yeah, honestly, the Ian's funeral, also super high attendance, considering no one wanted it to happen. Yeah. Um, Mona's sitting in the back. Mm-hmm. Shower has her Jenna thing moment and walks in with some Yeah, which is like escort. a really, it's like a perfect, we actually made a TikTok about this. Yes. You can go look at the TikTok, but it's like a shot for shot, basically, like recreation yes. of the first episode when they turn around and they see the Jenna thing yeah. walking in. Uh, the escort just seems super unnecessary. Given well, yeah, given the fact that her disability is just, like, her hands. She's got, she's got an insane level of accommodation Yeah, for the level of disability that she has. It makes me think that, like, Charlotte definitely has given her money or something to, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no way. Um, 
So I want to talk about Shower's dress now. Uh It's very similar to Allie's dress. I noticed the same thing. It is very similar to the dress that Allie wore to Jessica's funeral, which is the dress that Jessica supposedly wore wore to to Allie's funeral. funeral fascinating i thought the same thing it's definitely has that, different like, it's definitely different but it has that similar like striping on the, the on the top it's actually i think it's basically identical on the top it's the bottom that's yeah. different showers is very fitted yeah versus and the a-line versus yeah like the the like more flowy dress that is mm-hmm. the one that Allie wears very interesting yeah i thought so too um then transition to Post so we get funeral. so we got pre-funeral Transition to post-funeral. Uh, Hearst door is being shut. And then to reveal, like, the girls on the sidewalk. It's a good shot. I like yeah, it. it's a good shot. And it's, like, a solid just, like, line of liars outside yes. the church. Which like, is ha- which is their general formation. They I think they stood in that same spot yeah. after Wilden's funeral. Yeah. Um, Allie and Rollins go and get in the car. Mona comes, like, rushing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, shower comes out kind of behind her. Um and she's also wearing a veil, although this time you can see her face. Uh, and she does not have a burnt alley mask on under it. Um, she goes, so Shower walks out uh, and gets in a car. The girls go to leave and like with Wilden's fu- or like with Allie's mm-hmm. funeral and are stopped by Lorenzo. Again, like they're stopped after Allie and Wilden's funeral. Yeah. Um, and Lorenzo basically, basically like, don't leave town. Don't leave town. This is a murder. Um, he says Rosewood in a really nerdy voice. I'll try and clip that in here. Uh, Are you editing this one? I thought I was. Oh, Haley will clip that in here. I won't be doing that. <laughs> um, anyways, her desk ruled a homicide. He leaves the least effective of of male cop coming up to them after. Yeah, the it's not particularly intimidating. Um, Aria leaves the next day. Yeah, <laughs> she she's like whatever. She Lorenzo. she was zoned out. She was listening. she was not paying attention. Um, I also yeah, I don't. Arya might leave that day. Yeah, I, I mean, know. to be fair, they were already somehow compelled by the court to come to this this like parole hearing. Just That's not, not a, thing. a thing. Did the court pay for their tickets? It was apparently like four, it was like days, four notice. days notice. I fucking hope the court paid for these. Yeah, no, it's crazy that they were there. At it's all. insane. So I want, let's talk about the camera. Yeah, well, first we have, like, a a needle drop of crazy. Yeah, oh, yes. Line. So, the, yeah, and that's that happens as the camera, the camera stuff that I want to talk yeah. about is happening. The, so, you're looking at the girls. The girls look up at the church, and the camera kind of swings mm-hmm. with that, but then the camera swings in a way where it's like the church is looking down at them. Yeah. And then you get a shot from kind of the perspective of the girls – looking up like you're just like kind mm-hmm. of in the shadow of the steeple of this mm-hmm. church yeah the church just looms so large yeah um that church is like my ideal wedding location yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean we yeah i, I love that we church. talked about that on the pop probably before. um <laughs> i love that church but it really like so and because also uh i i forgot to put who said this but one of them i think emily says i want to go home and then spencer says we, we are, are home, home. Yeah. as the camera 
pans up to like the steeple like staring yeah. down at them um which is it's almost like an inversion of the crane exactly. shot so it, it we almost, typically are having like an gives this... aerial down crane shot yeah. and this is almost like a bottom up yeah crane shot because we do end up kind of above but yeah but like but but the the final shot knew... is looking is you're almost in their position looking up yeah almost like being so what here's here's the feeling right the crane shot gives the feeling of drowning in a sense mm-hmm. right of like slipping down into like this water right this gives the impression of being buried alive mm-hmm. yeah and I think that that's the difference yeah, between absolutely. the pre five five years forward and post five years forward. Yep. I absolutely. think it sets the it sets the vibe for the five years forward very well. Yeah, because so much of the five years forward, in a way, like it, before the five years forward, it, it often again it feels a little bit like drowning, right? Like they're trying to just mm-hmm. keep their head above water. So much is happening the i think in part especially because like they end up murdering someone mm-hmm. like a lot of what the five years forward feels like is just everything is everything that happens is just another shovel full of dirt thrown mm-hmm. on top of them yeah especially like after like they got away yeah because they got away from this town mm-hmm. they lived normal lives for like five years mm-hmm. and then yeah they're back and it all starts happening again and they can't escape it. It's yeah. It's there's great. a franticness mm-hmm. to the high school years, and there's a resignation. I was gonna say the same thing. A resignation, yeah. In the adult years, yeah. They're like, I guess this is just our life now. Like yeah. this is just <laughs> how we're gonna live the rest of our lives. And it's... <laughs> I would... After this five year, like if if another A comes at some point in there, I would kill myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clearly this is never gonna end and yeah. I would need to Well, end as it. we know from the perfectionist, Alex Drake escaped. There's yeah. a reboot. There's a reboot out there that 100%. is hundred percent. It is not over. And I it was is not an original mm, sin, that's for damn sure. No. I would not make it. <laughs> not be able to survive. Um, um but yeah. I love the like crazy I love the choice of crazy by Patsy Klein yes, as well. A hundred percent. I think that's I mean, obviously, like, we know that was used before mm-hmm. in the bunker, right? Yeah. Um, and also, there's another Patsy Cline song. Patsy Cline is, is like, Charlotte's, Charlotte's favorite. Yeah. Uh, we also, we then get this, it look, the final scene is actually, like, we, it, we're looking through a car, like, a rolled down car window, mm-hmm. where, like, from Shower's perspective, essentially, looking at the girls. Then the camera kind of, like, flips as the car window gets rolled up and you just see the reflection of the church in the car mm-hmm. window as the car then drives away yeah it's great it's so good love that church every funeral is just it's the every funeral visually is a love letter to that church yeah except for jessica taylor yeah where we so don't see should we not rank them yes or, oh i guess should we, we should, talk should we talk should we stop oh, yeah, fashion? fashion they're all dressed quite inappropriately yeah let me see um I mean, Hannah, Hannah, of course, Hannah looks like a bombshell assassin. Yeah. Um, Arya's is pretty appropriate. The mesh on the top is a little questionable. Yeah. 
I, but Spencer's fine. I think, yeah, I think you're right. They're probably all fine. fine. They're probably, it, it's a little hard to tell in this, like, how much cleavage Emily is showing. Yeah. But they're generally fine, except for yeah. Hannah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Which, um, again, okay. I think, yeah, so Hannah let's... has maybe the least amount of sort of, like, empathy and care about Charlotte. Yeah. Um, because, and Emily does care about Charlotte because of Allie. Yeah. And Emily needs Ari is the empathetic so one, of course. Uh, Emily needs so much therapy. So much. So I just want to talk real quick about the fact that we end the series with Arya's wedding. In this goddamn church. And, yes, in this church. Which, it, it's very reminiscent also of Allie's funeral at the end of the pilot, which is like a great full circle moment. And maybe they were trying to do something of like, a brighter, better future, right? We started mm-hmm. with a funeral, but we're ending with a wedding. Yeah. I like to think it's more a condom- condemnation of Ari and Ezra's relationship. <laughs> yeah. There's even a good full circle moment. As you'll remember from Allie's funeral, Hannah goes to give Emily the flask and Emily's like, oh, I don't. And then Hannah's like, oh, today I think you do. Uh, Hannah goes to give Emily tissues. Emily's like, I don't need tissues. And Hannah's like, Em, today you do. <laughs> so they're like, clearly, you know, yeah. just trying to set up. Also, I love that I, Marlene King makes an appearance and her cell phone goes off during the Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace, which again feels like I, Marlene <laughs> King's great. being like, I do have an objection. Yes, that's so good. It's very good. Anyways. Now, now let's we can rank, rank them. The excluding, we're excluding like the reinterments. We're excluding, yeah, Shauna. We're, we're we're just talking six about the six true funerals, yes. which are Allie, Ian, Ian Wilden, Wilden, Jessica, Jessica Mona, Mona, Charlotte, Charlotte. My number six is Jessica. Yeah, and we're we're ranking this by meals. Yeah, how big of a meal they yeah. make out of this funeral, or how big of a deal? Yes. I do. Yes, I think that. <laughs> yes, I think that Jessica's is a, a bottom here. Yeah. Um, because obviously we've identified the four cornerstones, so right. I think clearly yeah. next is Mona's. Which I will say I, they make a big emotional meal out of Mona's yes, funeral. They do, and I do think like Mona's funeral is, I think the one funeral that feels emotionally sad sad and like it feels the emotional stakes feel accurate right yeah whereas like i feel like even with ali's funeral you also like there's just been introduced to all these characters yeah and there's and they're also not as intrigue right and there's not as much emotional vulnerability between them yeah well there's also for a year so there's been a lot of time to like adjust to that um yeah i think emotionally I, i think mona's is like the most emotionally resonant. impactful yeah but but the, the vibes yeah. were not making as big of a meal out of yeah. that like the you know next i'm gonna say charlotte yeah i think i think charlotte mm, we did get a lot of open casket though. we got a lot of open casket we got a lot of great angles on that church but i but still I think, think drama next. wise yeah. i think drama wise we're missing a bit and Lorenzo and look, doesn't I have bring to blame it. that for Lorenzo. Yeah, I have to blame that on Lorenzo. Had we nailed the cop approach better, I might have a different answer here. Agreed. Next, I'm gonna I'm, say Wilden. You're gonna say Wilden? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to say Wilden. It's hard because I do that needle drop of the devil within at the it's end. Great. It's really good. And obviously but I'm walking up is not really good. hands of time. I think like visually, visually, it is the quintessential. Oh, yeah. Like from funeral. like a, yeah, I, I do But in terms there. of the overall meal, it's not quite mm-hmm. at the same level. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to say Allie. Then it's Allie's. Yeah. Because again, hands of time. I'm still here, bitches. Yes. Like it's, there's it just. Invented it the invented group A text to crane shot. It, yeah. And it is the blueprint. I mean, yes. it, well, it is the foundation. Yes. I think Wilden's is the blueprint. Al- yes. Allie's is the foundation. Wilden's funeral is the blueprint. Yeah. And, and then Ian's is, is the biggest is, meal. Is actually insane. And I think that what it is, and because and from a plot standpoint, it's good because, like, we think we've caught Allie's murderer, but, like, we know that we didn't. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, we're pretty sure, like, I think there's a, I mean, at least we know it's not 100%, right? Yeah. And I think that, I I think what it is and why it is such a big meal and it feels almost, I think it feels outsized for what it is. Mm-hmm from, like, the grand scheme of things. And I think it's because they're getting their sea legs, right? Like, they had, like, Allie's funeral. Yeah. They were, like, that. We were, like, we nailed that. But we have, like, new sets. We, like, what are funerals going to look like Mm -hmm. in this show? Mm -hmm. And they are still trying things out, right? But then, obviously, the next funeral, Wilden, that's when they get the blueprint, right? Like, that's when they, like, really nail that look and nail the, like, the beats. Mm Mm-hmm. What I think an, another big part of this is, though, is that they it ha it makes it makes a meal out of like the visuals and the vibe and the aesthetic of that we're coming up with of mm-hmm. a Pretty Little Liars funeral. Exactly. But it also to like the Mona funeral thing, we make a big emotional meal out of it. Mm-hmm. We don't make an emotional meal out of Wilden's funeral, right? Right, because mm-hmm. good riddance and like Ian, it is a good riddance, it's both. But it's it's complicated, right? Right. It's, like, because there's also like Melissa who is pregnant and it's tragic mm-hmm. and and there are a lot of emotions we literally see them like throwing dirt and then wiping yes. their hands like, like there's so... a they're, they're trying to they're they're hitting like a lot of those emotional mm-hmm. beats that i think we then later on hit with mona but like visually it's a little bit more like we make more out of it visually and aesthetically than yeah. we do mona's we don't yeah. spend as much time on mona's in that sense um I think because we're spending more time dealing with their emotional state around it rather than uh, the absolutely. vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so Ian's is, and, and it's, it's interesting because I don't, I, I, prior to this, I didn't always think of Ian's funeral. Quite, like, I and then I remember the whole, you know, like, but, turn our eyes away. That's such a good song. Like the music, I mean, I can spend another 30 away. minutes talking about the music choices at these funerals. Yeah. Like every single music choice is, a choice. Mm-hmm. The lyrics, the t- like, it's so good. Yeah, I think but the top, we don't have Turn Your Eyes Away, Hands of Time, The Devil Within mm-hmm. are the Crazy. Crazy are, is great. Crazy is great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, but we yeah. don't have time. Those are the funerals. Those are the funerals. We've been recording for two hours. I don't think we have time for a character roulette. No. We will get back to that someday, We'll get back guys. to that at some point. <laughs> but the last two episodes have, we've recorded for like two hours. So. Yeah. So anyways... Thanks for listening. Rate, review, email. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> Not posted anything to that Instagram no. in a while. <laughs> um, um, get to that. 
yeah, did we say all the things? Yeah, email, TikTok, Instagram. Leave us reviews. Leave us comments on Spotify. Yeah, answer those episode-specific questions. Yeah, and hey, share this with your friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheerio, sister. Cheerio, sister. Turn your lights away. <laughs> I think that's what we play at the end. No, it's not. It's till the casket drops. Mm-hmm.